Hello and welcome to the Buying and Selling Businesses Show. My name is Philip Jepson. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I buy, partner with and invest in small and medium-sized businesses. One area of businesses that is always particularly interesting and can be quite controversial is systems, the importance of systems. One of the best examples in the world of a business that is based on systems is McDonald's. And my guest today spent a good part of her career working in McDonald's, starting as a burger flipper in a restaurant and working her way up through management to quite a senior position. Her name is Marianne Page. As well as being a consultant, she's a best-selling author and her most recent book is this. It's all about the application of systems to business, simple, logical, repeatable, It's available on Amazon. It's also available on Audible. Without further ado, I want to bring on Marianne Page. Uh, Since we spoke the other day, I have. Yay! Not only have I I got your book, but I've read it. Um, Excellent. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, And actually, I mean, the book does reflect the title. And the book's called Simple, Logical, Repeatable. Throughout it, that's pretty much what you preach. Yeah. You know, there are ways you should be doing things, but above all, don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. So just as a starting point, you spent quite a number of years working at McDonald's. More than than I care care to mention, to be fair. I started as a very, very small child. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a flavor of that because that's obviously sort of informed your worldview as far as business goes. Definitely. Um, People have stereotypes, sort of stereotypical views about McDonald's. Yeah. And it used to be a bit of a kind of a joke, you know, people having a muck job like all these things the the reality is somewhat different just tell us a bit about that that i mean you started flipping burgers as i understand it yes so, yeah, yeah every give us pretty a, much everybody in mcdonald's yeah. starts flipping burgers it's give, give us a, a potted version of that of that journey and yeah where well, where you started and where it led you to absolutely i i am um, i mean I, I would just say first of all that everybody has an opinion of mcdonald's you know, um, I do think some people think that they are the sole reason the Western world's obese um, or that they, well, they are the corporate um, scary monster or they are the Happy Meal child catchers. Um, you know, there's, everybody's got an opinion on McDonald's, yeah. good or bad, love them or loathe them. Um, but for me, I only have, you know, it's, it's a good long while since I left. Um, yeah. I think it was 11 years at last count and and I'm still very I'm still very loyal to to the business that I basically grew up in and and learned an awful lot from uh, because they they 
they took me, they trained me as an employee, they gave me systems to work with that, that actually worked, and they developed me as a person by challenging me, moving me on from, uh, from one area of the business to another. So yes, I joined as a very raw, um, oh God, very raw, naive, uh, 20 year old and I um, and within within 12 months um, I was managing my own store they, they'd made me restaurant manager given me two 18 year old floor managers to to run it with and about 50 people and it was you know a million a million um, million and a quarter uh, revenue so it you know it wasn't a wasn't a tiny little restaurant yeah. and I'd love to say it was because I was particularly talented I was, as a manager. I was wondering what, yeah, what they saw in you. <laughs> but it, well, it was, it was. I got the systems, and I and I worked the systems, and I used them, and I, um, you know, I like to think I was, I was good with people and good with, um, you know, motivating the team. Mm. But but at, at the end of it, it was because I followed the systems and made the systems work within within the business, and you know that that to me is is the only reason i managed to to get to restaurant manager so quickly um, i'm yeah. not doing myself down I, ju I just you know i know how how raw and naive i was when i started and i know where i where i got to very quickly and i saw that all the time with with young kids coming into the restaurant you know they'd sort of shuffle in with their hair down over their face not wanting to look at anybody and within a few days they had learned enough to add value to the team and be a, a really good contributing team member. Um, so I, I, you know, I loved that time in the restaurant. It was hard work, but they, they within two years, they moved me into the, into the training department. Um, and I became a, a okay. training manager working in Hamburg university. Um, right. which yep. was, which was another, you know, it, it was a, a fascinating time because it certainly stretched me, but it also gave me skills, in terms mm. of you know presenting so so again it was the developing the person yep. um and then they got me to set up the customer services department because at that point believe it or not they didn't have one um so i i i that was the time of my life actually at mcdonald's because i got to set up all of the systems of this new department and choose handpick all of the team to 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 man it um but you very quickly um for anybody that's in a customer services role listening to you know people my fries are cold or i went through the drive-through and it, you know i didn't get my fries um i very very quickly once everything was up and running got bored with that and wanted to wanted a fresh challenge um and and you know i, I by the time i i left i was i was sort of running a, a i guess a directorate of four four um departments um, within the within the central within the yeah. central hub, yeah, um, and it, it, so it was you know it was it was great it was fascinating. Yeah. So why did you leave in the end? Uh, well, <clears throat> they teach you to replace yourself, and mm. I managed to do that successfully four times. And in the end, I really replaced myself. <laughs> there was just there was nowhere for me to go, and I just thought it's it's time. They, you know, they agreed with me, and we and we parted company very yeah. amicably. Um, but it was interesting when I left. Well, two things were very interesting because having sort of having grown up there, it was like leaving home for the second time. It was just, oh my god, you know, 
look how big this world is, look how scary it is. What what do I do? What did I learn at McDonald's? And and it was it 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 really it took me a little while and it took sort of input from from other people to go, well, you've just you've just been working at McDonald's for all that time. Systems, you must know loads about systems. And and it just it started to um sort of percolate in my brain. And then as I went into small businesses that I started working with, I just recognized that everything that I just took as the norm, this is just the way of working in yeah. business, was absolutely not the norm for, for most businesses, actually, um, sadly. Um, and as a result, you know, I saw all of these business owners just working so damn hard and firefighting and reacting and and I just thought that wasn't I, and I appreciate for anybody that's going yeah you were working in a big corporate you had loads of people around you absolutely Ooh. yes that is true but that ability to replace yourself in the business was sort of ingrained and a lot of business owners feel that they have to be essential to their business otherwise Otherwise, what I don't, you know, they they they, they really uh, many fall in love with the struggle, yeah. and they you know they love yeah. that whole. Yeah. Um, oh God, I worked 120 hours last week, and oh my team are rubbish. I it it horrifies me when I hear that. Um, yeah. so I just I I just recognised that there was that there was something, there was something that McDonald's had. It didn't immediately turn into what's in simple logical repeatable. Um. I wrote a book called Process to Profit, where I just, it was like download of my, everything that was in my, in my brain, mm. download everything. This is, this is it. And it was a bit of a, um, I mean, somebody did say it was a, it was better than the E-Myth, that book, which was very generous of them, but it, but it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a follow this system to achieve your systems, mm. which I feel yeah. that, you know, I, I'm, I managed to get my thoughts and, and, experience into a into a format that i that i actually think now i can help businesses mm. with and and okay. that's and that's through working with with other um yeah. you know so, small successful businesses you get to see what works and what doesn't what in what from the mcdonald's model is perfect for um for, for that sort of established entrepreneur and what actually is mm. is taking a sledgehammer yeah. to crack a nut okay so just take taking you back to McDonald's and taking you back actually into the restaurant because that's where in terms of their systems and processes that's where they all sort of come together that's the yeah. that's their thing and one of the things you talk in your about in your book is the idea that there's one right way to yeah, do absolutely. things and that yeah. businesses should record that and obviously in in the context of McDonald's you talk about one right way and it's in there it's as simple as one right way to flip a burger one right yeah. way to to make fries one right way to clean the the, the fry yeah. dispenser in the, that yeah. area to so, mop a floor to and that's yeah and, and that's the, the degree <laughs> yeah. of detail yeah. that the systems go to so when you're in that environment whether whether you're the burger flipper or whether you're the manager or the supervisor how much do, does that degree of systemization feel like a straitjacket and how much does it give you a sort of stage to play on and express yourself 
Yeah, I, I love that question because for me, it's absolutely a stage to express yourself. It, it, makes, it makes everything so much easier. For new people coming in, you know, like, like I was saying, you know, seeing those um, teenagers sort of wandering, they wouldn't tidy the room at home. And within a couple of days, they are cooking French fries and, and you know, nobody's going to be missing French fries on, on, on my shift. You know, the tilt people are always going to have them. And, and it, it genuinely just gives people that ownership and I think that's where, you know, when, when there's that um, oh, system stifle creativity, it's, it's one of the things that, that gets chucked at me a lot. And for me, it is that having a foundation of systems that are, you know, the things that you do every single day, the things that are routine in your business, the things that are, you know, sometimes a, a pain in the backside, if you've, got a, if you've got a system for just getting them done, and then it frees you to to be creative, you know, above that. Um, but from a, you know, at, at at the moment, you know, as we speak, we've we've just gone into a, a second lockdown, and certainly when first lockdown came, there would be an awful lot of businesses going, oh my god, I don't know how to do that, and the person who's done it has just you know taken ill with COVID or is you know has has gone, and I can't. I can't access that information. Whereas in McDonald's, there, there is a de determination and a discipline to work out the best way to do something and then record it. And then crucially to train everybody to do it that way. Mm. Because there are, there are lots and lots of businesses that I go into now and they'll say, oh my God, I spent months creating processes. Nobody follows them. And that's yeah. because they haven't got a system for training. It's that like everybody sees systems as just the, the operational yeah. activities. Yeah. That's the only thing you need a system for. No, you need a system for training your people, for taking them through a structured probation, for giving feedback effectively. Um, you know, all of those systems people yeah. don't see. So even, even when you said there about the restaurants, you know, that's where it all comes together. Actually, that's just the bit that people see. Else, everywhere else in the in the business it's systemized too it's yeah. just that you 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 don't see that because you're you know you're not well, yeah. it's not the front end <laughs> so yeah. to speak yeah but no one, one right one right way is is it's just a it's a great way for having flexibility because the other thing i was going to say was you know if you when you don't have one right way then your training is usually like Chinese whispers. Um, so, you know, there's four people who started, it's, it's usually, it usually works this way that the, the founder and, and a real tight knit team of four or five people have sort of started the business and they have, you know, grown it on their blood, sweat and tears become, you know, really pretty successful. Um, and they all know their jobs, but then as they become successful, they start bringing in people and Jane train chain, trains the new person how to do things per way and Bob trains per way and <clears throat> Manjit trains another way. And it's like Chinese whispers and, and the actual standard and the, you know, the standard that the business owner wants is just diluted and changed. And, you know, it, it so, so nothing is, a, nothing is efficient, nothing. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, one, one right way gives efficiency. Definitely. Yeah. And the stuff you're talking about, is really interesting to me in that 
there's another organization that I've read a lot about that I find fascinating and that is also based very much on discipline and on the idea that there is one right way to do things and that under pressure people can react by following the system because they've been trained in the system so they know what it is and they almost do it instinctively yes um, and that organization is about as far removed from mcdonald's as you could possibly imagine yeah but it's the the u.s navy seals yeah um, and if you read the the stuff by jocko willink in particular about the seals the way that they're trained he talks about systems yeah in exactly the same way that you do and he's his he's got this thing which is discipline equals freedom yeah and that the the yeah, systems that's, that's and the discipline that. yeah are the things that is the thing which allows you to express yourself and to show initiative yeah because yeah, it no, takes absolutely. care of all the it takes care of yeah. everything that yeah is routine and can be taken care of yes which leaves the human element free to do what the human element deals with best which is the things you can't prepare for and the things that that come at you out of the blue yeah yeah um, and and you know if, when you when you want when you want speed and efficiency um and quality and consistency then you know systems are the way to go mm. But it, but it's also it's also true that um, you know one of the one of the things that I really learned is just when you mentioned discipline. I'm thinking one of the things that I learned um, uh, huge from McDonald's is is planning and the the way they planned the discipline of their quarterly you know every ninety days mm. bringing bringing people together from all over the business to plan. And I you know I I watched McDonald's. On the day of lockdown, I watched their share price drop a hundred dollars. I mean, it just fell off a cliff by a hundred dollars. And I look at it now, and it's already come back up and past where it was before. And yeah. and and that for me is down to their planning system. It's down to the fact that they couldn't avoid it, but they saw it coming, and they thought, yeah. "How are we going to accelerate out of this? How are we going to use it to our advantage? How are we going to change and adapt?" And they have done that for years and years and years. And it's because they have this disciplined 90-day planning system. I mean, they, you know, they, they look three years ahead and go, okay, if we want to be there in three years, what do we need to be doing in the next 12 months? And then if we want to be there in 12 months, what do we need to be doing in the, ne in the next 90 days and yeah. the next and the next? Yeah. But it's that, that discipline, that systemized way of planning yeah. has seen them accelerate out, out of a number of crises and, they have had a number of crises. McJob oh, that yeah. you mentioned being being yeah. one of them. Mm. Um, you know how do you get how do you get young kids to recognise that the training they're going to get just in in how to be a team player, if if nothing else, how to be a team mm. player, how to you know take ownership, the importance of taking ownership. Um, you know my my <laughs> my own niece said that um, told me that only retards work for McDonald's. And I, and I actually felt, <laughs> after I punched her, I felt really sorry for her because, yeah. because actually there's, a, there's a, a, um, a starting point there that mm. could, could lead to a great career. I, you know, I, I know mm. people who started as, as crew members, as, as they were called, that got all the way to vice president because of the training and developing. Mm. And, 
Um, but it also just as a, a part-time job, the things that you learn in that environment are, are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's very, I felt sorry for her. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one observation I would have just building on something you said a bit earlier on in terms of how people come in, they're shy, they wouldn't say boo to a goose, they never tidy yeah. their bedroom. And yet within six months, they could be supervising a team. And yeah. I see a lot of people in business. There's this perception that you need to be really clever to do stuff. Yeah. And I see a lot of people in business and the most successful people that I see are not the most intelligent. In fact, intelligence almost stops you from being successful. Yes. Because it stops you doing the thing which you said you need to do. And I've seen it in business. I've seen it in I've also had peripheral involvement in, in a network marketing business and I saw it there as well. Yeah. The people who really succeeded were the people who followed the system. They yeah. weren't, the clever people tend to question the system and to think that they know better. Yes. And the people who shut up and get on with it are the people who do best. And, yeah. and that just seems to be true yeah. everywhere. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is absolutely true. I mean, I, I, I there are. Not that I'm saying you're not clever, of course. But... <laughs> I'm a retard. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because you work for McDonald's. Right, <laughs> but I escaped. No, 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 mm. no, no. It's a, It's um. It is. It is an interesting one. That I. D I do think that. Um. That on the other side of that as as well is that there are. There are businesses that I've worked with where the owner has has on the back of their blood, sweat, and tears has built like a ten million pound business, and they're looking around. They're looking at themselves, going, "Oh, um, to get to twenty million, I think I need to bring somebody in who's 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 br brighter than me, who's cleverer than me, who's mm. um, you know who's done this before." I think, but you have built this to where it is. Actually, all you now need are 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 some systems it, you, yeah. you you get some systems in place you get the right people in the in the position you know that that sort of second tier of management and you give them some bloom and development mm. which is another yeah. bugbear of mine um yes you know that that get people who have your back who who share your, it's always about for me building a team who share your values at every level anyway um mm. but but getting people in who 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 have your back, who follow systems, who, you know, understand what it's all about. And then, you know, you could get to 20 or 30 million. It's, it's not, yeah. it, it, there is no need to, to, you know, bring in somebody who's cleverer than you to take your business to the yeah. next level. You, you know it better than anybody. Um, yeah. But it, it, it somehow there's this, like this, people get to a certain point and then they just feel that they've hit a ceiling. They don't know how to get through it. You walk into a small business, you know, SME, somewhere between yeah. say two and 10 million turnover. If there are three top things that that business can do to improve its value, improve yeah. its performance, what are those three things going to be? There must be some general. Yeah. The, the, the first, 
the first, well, there are two, two absolutes for me. One is um, mapping out your, your customer journey to, to see right. where you yeah. are inconsistent, see where you're making right. customers jump through hoops, see where you're making yeah. your team jump through hoops and look, looking, I mean, step by tiny step. People say, oh, I've mapped my customer journey. They come in, they buy something, we take money off them, they go, no. Tiny, yeah. you know, the phone yeah. rings, who answers it? Oh, anybody that's not busy, there immediately you've got a, an inconsistency. Who answers yeah. the phone? How do they answer it? Is there a template for them to take a message? Do they have to ask mm. certain questions? Or it's sort of step by tiny step to simplify it and, 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 and make it more streamlined um, to, mo to capture any issues that you find and immediately decide what the solution's going to be, who's going to you know, um, be responsible for the solution and when they're going to get yeah. it done by. So that whole customer experience thing, because you know, without our customers, we are nothing, but that is massive. The other major one for me um, is, is what I was just describing in terms of the team and the people that the business owner has surrounded themselves with. Um, I, I love asking the question, if you could rehire all of your team tomorrow, based on what you know now, who would make the, who would make the cut? And there is rarely, I mean, really, really rarely anybody that says, everybody, I, my, my whole team is amazing. I love them all. They absolutely take ownership. They, there, are, there are always, there's always at least one person, often more than that. Um, and I'm working with a, a, a group on a, our program at the minute. And we got to the, the part about team building. And every single one of them had somebody that was causing them masses of stress, was upsetting the team, was not doing, mm. um, not working the way that they needed them to, clearly did not share their values. And two months down the line, they have removed those people. You know, they were all at various stages of how desperate they were to get rid of them, but they've removed those people. And all of them, it's like a weight has lifted off their shoulders mm. because of the relief they feel that now, you know, the team is working better together. And, and I, you know, I'd encourage anybody listening to this, that if you know you've got somebody that, um, that your partner knows as well as you do because of the number of times you talk about them when you get home and, you know, complain about what they've done, um, or somebody that your team look, at, look forward to their holidays or their days off even, do something about it because they are, they are destroying your team. Yeah. yeah. Um, it really is, you know, it's all about values okay well and that that was what i was going to ask you actually is is in those type of situations where you've got a troublesome individual yeah in, in, for whatever reason does it tend to be about values does it tend to be about just their sheer capability as a human being or or is it a training issue how, how does it tend yeah. to split down it's the ones that are the ones that are the real troublesome ones, it does tend to be values. Um, mm. The ones that are, you know, look, they're a good soul. It could be capability, I, and I've I've definitely seen that. I saw a, an accountancy practice who had a lovely, lovely guy, and he really was. I've, I've spoke to him many times, uh, but he was never going to be an accountant in a million years. And they had been training him and keeping him on and letting him fail exams for three years because he was a lovely guy. Um, and sometimes I feel. You, you're doing the, you're doing that person a disservice by not letting them go. Mm. Uh, you know, hanging on to them because they're lovely is is not a good you know it's not a good enough business business reason. 
Um, and then there are the ones who, who just need training. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're not doing the job properly because they haven't had the training. Um, and, and that's, you know, when we, when we look at team building, we look at, you know, who's in that question, first of all, usually uncovers the person who, who's, there's, there's a values mismatch. After that, it's, it's often, you know, training or, training or capability. Um, but the, the biggest thing with values, I believe, is that most business owners don't actually really, they haven't really sat down and thought about what is important to them. You know, they said, what are your values? Oh, honesty, integrity, um, attention to detail, maybe if, you know, if you're lucky, but they're usually really sort of one word um, that they've heard somewhere else. Somebody else yeah. said, oh, that's my value. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, rather than what's really important to me, what are the lines mm. I won't cross? What are the things that really pee me off? And what are the things I love to see? Because they are your values. And, yeah. you know, like, I, I don't know, there's a, there's a young woman I'm working with, she's, she's a, an operations director. And she came to me with values like solutions focused. You know, she, she is very solutions focused and she wants her people to be solutions focused. Um, you know, attention to detail, definitely, um, you know, uh, respect for one another. And then once, you, once you've sort of figured out what your values are, okay, so what does that look like in the workplace? How does that show up? How can I talk to a, a, um, at an interview to somebody and uncover if they are going to share my values? What are the questions that I need to, to ask mm. before they even get in the room? Um, because we, we, we get who we settle for and you know, we interview people and we go, what a great CV. Oh my God, they're going to be amazing. Um, but we all know that a CV just, to be honest, quite often it's like a pumped up version of what the, what the truth is at best. Mm. Um, but it also only says what, what people were responsible for. It doesn't say how good they did it. You know, I've been a manager for 12 mm. years. Do your team hate you? Would they stab you in the street if they saw you? Or would they, you know, throw rose petals because you were so wonderful? Um, I, I, I think that whole hiring system um, of really understanding what, what you are looking for and then not going for interviewing seven people and because you just are desperate to get somebody in, you go, well, there was nobody right, but John was, John was probably the best of a bad bunch. Oh, let's hire him. No, <laughs> go back and start again. Take on an interim, do, do, you know, work twice as hard yourself for a little while till you find the right person because that team makes everything else easier. And then the, the third thing, you, you asked what were three things. So customer experience, mm -hmm. mapping that journey, um, working out who's in your team and making sure that everybody recognizes the privilege of being in your team. And then the third thing would be making sure that you train and develop them and, and mm -hmm. properly train and develop them. Don't, oh, I showed her that two weeks ago. Why hasn't she got it? Well, did show her look like sitting down next to mm -hmm. her going, you do this, 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 and this. Okay, got it. And, and off you go, or was it proper training? Ask me questions, you know, let me see your practice. Um, because that, you know, I, you, you hear it, so the cliche a lot in corporate, you know, if you think training's expensive, consider ignorance. 
but in a small business where you've got a smaller team, mm. you know, it, it really is hugely costly, you know, a, a, a small mistake in a, um, not following a, a, a system can cost a small business a lot of money. And, and you notice mistakes like that. Whereas in, in corporate, sometimes, you know, there are things that you can get away mm. with because it's such a big machine. Yep. Um, Watching this has got you interested in the idea of investing in small companies. Then please get in touch. I'll be delighted to talk to you. Also, if you're interested in buying businesses or if you own a business that you may be interested in selling, then please get in touch. For now, I want to say thanks very much for watching. And this has been the Buying and Selling Businesses show.